Hey guys, and welcome to What the Fuck's Up podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Kelly, and I'm going to make today's intro short and sweet since we have amazing guest Ann Sundell on. She is a TikToker. She is a comedy writer, most importantly, I'd say. Um, and she is my friend and fellow Northwestern alum, Go Cats. Um, it's such a good episode. I loved editing it, even though it took me till a little later today. That was not her fault. It was definitely my fault, but it was also like the world we're in right now's fault. Like I woke up after making up for some lost sleep after my fun birthday weekend um, at like a ripe old hour of 11, which already set me back a few hours. But then literally the whole world goes into chaos and it turns out like so many people I know and don't know in the world, like if you walk down the New York City streets today and you see the COVID testing centers, like it's wild. Like these lines, it's just been crazy. So I'm a little nervous. I was putting out a lot of fires this morning with like calming people down. I actually posted something in my story with um, just some ideas for like things you can purchase or do to make you feel a little better. I'm not a doctor, but I did have COVID for a while and some long hauler stuff. So yeah, but it just, it's tough because this is the time of year this stuff seems to crop back up, Um, especially after my episode, my first episode this season with um, an astrologer. Uh, basically she said, you can go back and listen. It's a really sick episode with Alice Bell, but she says that this is going to happen. Like she predicted this happening, but said it should calm down in the new year and then things should get, I'm not going to jinx it, but you know what I'm saying? Not worse. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I mean, hopefully that happens. I just, I guess my main hope is that people don't go back into kind of like hysteria finger pointing mode because I think that was one of the worst parts of the pandemic. I mean, obviously the death and, you know, the fear and stuff was horrible, but the way people handled the fear was not always the best, myself included. So yeah, I just hope we can all like collectively just chill and get our boosters and, you know, (laughs) catch up on some tv before the new year i don't know i don't know that's just how i feel um that being said thank you guys for letting me this last week and have a fun restful and then not so restful during the weekend uh birthday week it was much needed i appreciate you guys so much um i ended up charting in places i didn't even know you guys had my podcast so hi guys like tel aviv like oh my god hi i I've been to Israel once, but I need to go to Tel Aviv. So I'm going back when everything calms the fuck down. Um, There's like Poland. There was, I don't know, Ireland, which may be my boyfriend. Um, But I think that happened before him even. Oh, New, or I almost said New England. Lol. No, no, Great Britain, not New England. Um, I'm dying at that slip up. But hi, thank you all. Thank you for being okay with me missing last week again. Um, I don't think I should be missing next week, maybe the week of Christmas or the week of New Year, but not both, I believe. 
I will keep you posted. But yeah, I love and appreciate you all. I hope you're staying safe and healthy and having a great holiday season with um, as minimal, you know, family holiday drama as possible. And yeah, here's the episode. I can't wait. Let me know what you think. Oh, and rate, review, subscribe, follow, and tell a friend. Thanks, guys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What the Fuck's Up podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Kelly, and today I have the pleasure of being joined by Anne Sundell. Anne went to Northwestern with me. Um, She was in the comedy troupe there, uh, part of the group. What was your group's name in particular? Um, Are you in Nick Lehman's group? Yeah, I was it. Yes, our um our long form group was called the Queen's Tears. The Queen's Tears, and in why am I forgetting the name of the actual thing? Nick and I did Titanic together, and we were on a team. And I, I, if you saw Nick and I together, it was um, yes, Titanic. The Queen's Tears together. Yes. Oh my God, guys, I'm here. We're back mentally. The group is called Titanic. Um. Their class, so to speak, is called the Queen's Tears or their group that they did the improv with. Um, I went to like all their shows, so I should remember what's named. But, you know, this podcast is about aging and here we are. My faculty is just leaving me by the day. No, Um, but but yeah, I mean, you are so funny. Um, You've always been super smart and witty. And now I don't know if you guys have seen, but Anne is just on the up and up crushing it on TikTok. I am living vicariously, not only through your TikToks, but through commenting on them. That's like the closest I've come to anyone <laughs> caring about me on TikTok. I was like, Anne, I got 200 likes on my comment. You're like, I got 2K likes. That is something that yeah. is a really weird thing that happens yeah. on TikTok, which is that totally. your comments can go viral. Like I have comments on other people's TikToks that have gone viral. And honestly, one of my favorite things about TikTok, yeah. and as I'm 28 years old, so to TikTokers, I'm legally dead. I don't register. Um, well, I'm but, about to turn 28, so yeah. Welcome to the club, 28 club. Something I love about like TikTok are the comments. Like the comments are so funny. Like yeah. you will see a TikTok and you'll kind of have a thought about it and you'll go to the comments. And, and I love when the comments and the comments are it, yep. that or someone will say, I literally ran to the comments to see what like people were saying. But yeah, yeah. comments are really funny. Also, like, yeah, you, you uh, like I would say like camaraderie is found in co- I, I could go on and on about TikTok. Um, I do sound like a Scientologist um, talking about <laughs> my passion for it. <laughs> no, you don't, but that's hilarious. I, I'll, oh yeah, and I, yeah, it's a fun thing. It is not, it is not my job. It is, yes. no, it is a job for some people, but yes, I found, I found it's fun. I really like it. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I, it's grown on me so much and I think I'm too scared of actually trying to put myself out there because let's be honest, um, Gen Z is cool and terrifying. So I'm scared they'll like tear me apart and I'll like actually take it to heart. Sure. Um, But I'm, but you have not been, it seems so far. I mean, I don't know what anyone would have that's bad to say. Your content is like just, you know, lifting the people up. Like one of your videos you did that I did comment on was the one 
where uh, you were talking about how people having weddings should have like a list of the single guests attending. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. So Brilliant. that's really fun. Yeah. Okay. So I, I love how I'm like talking about TikTok. First of all, like it's relatively TikTok is so fascinating because like on TikTok, I have like 11,000 followers, but on totally. TikTok, that's kind of like nothing. That's like an Instagram, like three to 5,000. But I have like, it, but then it, it measures. Well, I have power. five. <laughs> I like, have more up. than that. But, you know, 20. but it, so it, you have your followers, you have your likes. But my TikToks, for some reason, basically, like, I picked up TikTok in quarantine. Mm-hmm. And then I would most. just kind of, yes, I would just kind of like, I, you know, and it, it's, it's the, the pipeline of like, you know, you're watching and then you're like, wait, I have like, cause you know, TikTok has created like basically an audio meme, basically like TikToks are memes, you know? No, totally. Which it's so funny. Sorry to cut you off, but my friend was saying this to me the other day who also does podcasts. I've had like tweets. No, again, no one cares about me on Twitter, but I've had tweets that like have performed well on Instagram and my friend who also has a podcast and tweets and then like TikToks and does pretty well across the board on it all. She was saying, she's like, just take your tweets and like, or your memes or whatever and make them into TikToks. And I was like, yeah. brilliant. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why I never thought of that. Like I always would get inspired for more like, I don't know, high level ideas that would take so long to like do, you know, but I feel like a lot of the stuff that really hits is just like, simple shit that everyone thinks but doesn't say you know yeah that's no that's literally what I started doing I started reading tweets to cam really to quote um and I was reading my I started reading my tweets to cam and like they they just would take off on tiktok and you know twitter is like very much like an insular like comedy community and you know you can you can tweet something like um if a girl's like, this is one of my tweets. And t- I love how I'm talking about this. If I, I, uh, this is my retrospective of no, my incredible TikTok. You, here. you own oh. this. You um, fucking, you yeah. keep going. You got this. But, um, like, you know, I, I could have a tweet that I tweet. That's like, if a girl starts an email or a text with, I'm just confused. She's not at all <laughs> confused. She's about to rock your shit. Like it, you know, it performs well and like, it's fine. Yeah, I do yeah, it on yeah. TikTok and like the audience is so much wider. It's kind of like, and yeah. it, it, you know, and people are like, oh my God, that's so funny. I've never heard of that before. And I'm like, really? It's like, just an okay joke. But yeah, so basically I started reading my tweets to Cam. It has, that. there is a problem, Caitlin, if you do start doing that, people would be like, um, I saw this on Twitter. You stole this from Twitter. And I was like, I did. You're like, I it's stole my, for myself. It's my, it's my tweet, girly. And I like literally am like throwing bows in the comments being like, use your brain. Like it's me. But yeah. People I, just want to start fights. They don't want to actually do their research. They do. It's wild. Then, They're like, cancel yeah. her. <laughs> yeah. But then, then the good side of TikTok. And like, I kind of like, I now I've started doing like less one-liners and more like kind of like, conversationally things like the like wedding guest thing where I'm just like talking like it's it just is like a unifier and like you know I'm in an era of life and I don't know if I you might be arriving soon but all my friends are getting engaged and getting married and like it's really pick up and you know I talk about it on TikTok and it's like all these 
girlies are like, oh my God, same. And it's like, it's cool to see. I know that's like, yeah, it's, but. And no, then it's it humanizing. Like, it's like, it's affirming. It's like, okay, it's not just me who's going through this. Yeah, you this. don't feel alone. It's fun. Yeah, I mean, then it was fun. Like I had a, yeah. I had a TikTok about like going out on Halloween and like how going out on Halloween is like a single person's holiday. And this girl commented <laughs> and she's like, I just moved to LA. Like I, I, you know, this inspired me. I want to go out. And then another girl commented and she under her and she's like, oh my God, I just moved to LA. Like, do you want to hang out? And I'm like, oh my oh, God, like, are they so going to hang out? And then, like, I they made... They probably are, too. That's what's I crazy. Know. And then... I've made so many internet friends through, like, Instagram and then just through the podcast and shit. Like, obviously, I knew you before, but other people. Yeah. Um, and then I was I made that TikTok about my... Mm-hmm. Be- I'm, I, I will tell your listeners the idea that if you are... If you are getting married, if you're lucky enough to be getting married, you owe your single friends a list <laughs> of all the single people that'll be at your wedding... To like, literally, that's it. Like, I, I like you don't need to do perf- like literally. Give us the names. We'll do the rest. We'll stalk and but like give us that. We will elevate your wedding. But I did that, and then I saw, we will make children at your wedding. Exactly. We will fall in love and say thank you for that list of fucking single people at, well, so that we could fuck single people. Exactly. So then I was, this girl tagged me in this video and Mm. she's like, thanks for the inspiration. And her video had like, I don't know, like 500,000 views and like 70,000 likes or whatever. And she did it. She was a bride and she did all, she did a roundup of all the single people. It went viral. Then she made another video of like these guys. Did she give you credit? Yeah. She, she was like, thank you for the inspiration. No, she did. But I, I was like, thank you. I was like this, she, she was a bride and she took she took um, the note and I loved it. And I was like, I wonder wow. if people are going to meet at this wedding and fall in love. And um, that was me. But karmically, I am still single. So I'm really waiting for that. To, I'm like, no, fine, karma's enjoy yourself. Gonna, karma's going to come and yeah, make you very happy, I'm sure. Um, no, that's, yeah, that's so my long, funny. violent rant about TikTok. That was not violent. It was gorgeous. Yeah, <laughs> no, this is literally a conversation. You are the guest. Um, it's amazing. No, I'm glad we got to talk about it because I feel like I've even had TikTokers on, but I haven't really like talked in depth about like TikTok and what it brings to the table and like kind of the culture there. So I think it's actually a super interesting conversation. Um, yeah. But as you were saying, you also have a job in LA. While I was living in LA, as my listeners know, I was there for a few years. Um, We lived on the same block. So we would literally run to each other like half awake, half alive. Um, I'd be wearing like some form of workout clothes that looked like they were taken off the shelves of like a secondhand store. Like it was, was you know, that's very, that would be very, um, that's sustainable shopping, which I've also heard about from TikTok. Yeah. So actually, I'm, um, yeah, I'm really an eco-friendly. You're gal, you're a green girl. Um, except I'm green in that I just don't throw shit out. So that's really more what it is. Like the other day, oh my god! Sorry, can I tell a quick story? Yes, go. I haven't talked about this on the podcast yet. Do okay, it. this was really alarming. Um, thankfully, I moved into my new apartment. I love it. It's great. It's only three blocks away from my old one, but my old apartment was a five-floor walk-up, and it just it wasn't going to cut it anymore. Like I, I already work out. I have a dog. I walk at least four times a day and then do my other shit. I was like, if I forget my keys or in the winter with my big ass coat on or whatever, it's like, 
it's just a whole added thing. I've had allergy, asthma stuff. I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. Um, so I moved to, you know, a building with an elevator, thank God. But basically when I was supposed to be at the house, like the week before I was moving out and I was supposed to, um, show up just to like let the leasing woman in so that she could show the apartment to quote unquote, two lovely couples. That's what I'm told, right? So basically I show up, I had just been on vacation. So I was like dragging my luggage and I was like five minutes past what time they like wanted me to be there, whatever. I show up, mind you, like this is maybe two weeks before I moved out. My apartment's still fully furnished. I roll up literally with my suitcase and there are 60 people outside my apartment. Oh my God. And the reason I thought of this with the whole sustainable clothing, me wearing clothing for so long, not throwing shit out, is that I was in like the least cute workout outfit you could ever imagine. Like imagine something from like 2012, maybe. I have like a tried out shirt on. I have like ill-fitting calf showing pants with like shoes that should not be worn with calf showing pants. And there are 50 to 60 people outside my apartment. Apparently they did an open house without telling me. They thought like I wouldn't realize somehow. I don't know how because they need me to let them in. That's it was just crazy. It was just wild. And basically I'll tell you who after, but there was this girl. Well, it doesn't matter. Amanda Ritter. She's so like, so, so sweet was like one of the per- first people I see there. I'm like, this is so fucking embarrassing that I'm showing up super frazzled with my fucking, you know, suitcase. And then I'm wearing this fucking old tried out shirt that probably has holes in it. And here's a girl from my college looking at my like newly, you know, departed, not even yet departed apartment. Like it was just such an overwhelming. What did you experience. do? Did you talk? Who, like, were you like- I had a heart attack. by which I mean a panic attack but I was like I was really I like work on not being like so thrown by things anymore and I was fucking thrown like well yeah it was embarrassing and it was weird but wasn't you know it shouldn't have been embarrassing I think I was more embarrassed because like I've never had such a public like full panic attack like I literally my chest just turned so red I was like oh my god oh oh my god like I felt like I was like on stage in my underwear. Like, that's what it felt like. Like, it felt like a bad nightmare. And then people were just cycling through. I had to ask the woman, I was like, you can't have more than like three, four people in here. Like, there's still COVID. It's still my apartment. Like, I need to have eyes on people. I haven't had times to hide my valuables. After the fact, I realized my vibrator was still fucking out. It was embarrassing. It was like, it was very... Ugh, like icky, vulnerable. Crazy. It was crazy. Did you like? Oh, so I don't know the like New York terms. Was this your totally. broker? Like, who did this? Yeah. So it was um, the broker for sure. But so she, it was. I don't think I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. I don't think it was her fault. I don't think she was trying to bamboozle me. What she says happened, and I do believe her because honestly. Part of why I moved was that old building, like management company was so fucking shady and shysty. So I think what happened was she 
probably spoke to like one or two couples, told them to come at that time, told the management company they were coming at that time and the management posted an open house. Because when I arrived, she said that there was an open house posting that they were talking about that she was unaware of. That being said, what I do fault her for is she did not warn me before I literally rolled up that, hey, there are a few more people here than expected. So yeah. I literally showed up fully blindsided. Like it was, in, it was such a nightmare, honestly. I like, I cried after. And then as I'm crying after, because people were like cycling through for like an hour and a half, it just felt really like, weird people like touching my shit people in my bedroom with their shoes like it, it just grossed me out honestly like on an OCD level like ugh, yeah me. that sounds really crazy it was not good and then there are people um like outside like camping out after the fact because they missed the tour and I had to like literally like open the door and be like get the fuck out <laughs> I have seen, not to bring up TikTok again, but it seems like there's this very, like, I'm, so, you know, obviously there's different, like, strains of TikTok and the algorithm, like, we're on. Strains of TikTok. I thought you were going to say, like, I know, but I thought you were going to say, like, strains of, like, COVID, and you're like, there are different strains of TikTok. No, strains of TikTok, so, like, you know, NFL wife TikTok, um, you know, surprisingly, um, like, hot pottery TikTok. Harry Potter TikTok, Harry Styles TikTok, Robert Pattinson TikTok. I just went to Harry Potter World, I would like to say. Wait, let's do a fun game. What, and you don't have to reveal it, I guess, but I think it's funny. What is your For You page? Like, what are the strains, quote unquote, of TikTok that you are shown most go? I mean, here. I. It's hard to say because I'm on TikTok all the time. I'm going to give you the first three things I see. Mm Mm-hmm. Something about um, a clip from Watch What Happens Live with Kiki Palmer and Leah Michelle. Ooh, that sounds um, A woman dress, uh, a woman decorating her apartment for Christmas. Cute, wholesome. A girl in Venice. Someone <laughs> reading a tweet to Cam. Someone doing a day in the life. So you're on funny TikTok, LA TikTok, and Christmas TikTok. We're going to say it's that. Just- that's not even like enough. Like it's it's more specific, so, and I'm on 900. I don't think we could even cover it in this podcast. Okay, but those are the first three that came up. I'm gonna yeah, see I, what my first three that come do up it. Are. Also, I want to say beforehand, TikTok fully thinks I'm a bisexual, and I'm not not here for it. You know, yeah. Like hot lesbian TikTok is like yeah. I'm on lesbian TikTok for sure. It's, I mean, I think everyone's on lesbian TikTok, literally, yeah. or all women are, all the quotes are like, I think I'm gay now. Yeah. <laughs> like literally all the quotes, it's so, or quotes, comments. Am I okay? Anyways, oh my let's see my top three. Dog TikTok adds okay. up. A girl being, oh, yes, yes, yes. Dance TikTok. A girl Great. dancing in front of her boyfriend very well. He is not giving her the time of day. This is my future. My third one is Ashley Gavin live. Hi, Ashley. And a little girl crying. Okay, I don't know what... Anyways. I'm also on Girlies Moving to New York TikTok, which I think is a product of... You you have to romanticize your life TikTok. And I have seen these lines of 60 people outside of apartment showings that you speak of. 
Going yeah. back one more, you were talking about, you, I saw you. <laughs> I love it. I, Guys, this is now Anne's podcast. I'm handing it over. I'm very organized. I'm, I'm a Capricorn with a Virgo rising. I'm oh like, my God, I'm a Virgo rising. I know you can't tell, but I am. No, I, I can. Um, and then I'm going back one more okay. to, you, you said we ran into each other on the street in West Hollywood. Yes. I don't know if you remember this, Caitlin. Oh we ran God. into each like other. Like the end of the pandemic or the beginning of the pandemic? It I hadn't even started. So it was like a it week before. We were at that iconic shopping center that I live at the base of. The combination Trader Joe's. Yeah, I live it. I live. Amazing. I well, I'm not going to say. I feel like I probably. Should. I live around there. Um, I'm like I I I posted the other day like a picture of like I'm a big seasons girl. I posted the other day a picture of my stoop with like pumpkins and like a and like seasonal decor. Yeah. And my friend was like cover your address bitch like are you fucking crazy and I'm like I walk around like I go on night walks I'm posting my address yeah. online I'm really trying to rein it in but so that we ran into each other at the gorgeous combination Trader Joe's Crunch Gym AMC CVS shopping center and we were like well what is this I don't know yeah we were and like then, is this the beginning of the end should we buy toilet paper help yeah no that it it was crazy I I, I vividly remember that no, I do too. Cause it was like, no, that's when I think of you, I think of that moment. Cause it was really, it was really weird. Like everything was really weird. And it was like right before shit went like super south. The I know. I remember the first, cause there were a couple rounds of grocery shopping I did before. Yeah. So like the first one was kind of like, Okay, uh-huh. like I'm gonna yeah. get extra, um, like you know, uh, like I literally, I remember I took a picture of my shopping cart and sent it to someone, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Why do you have so much sparkling water? Like, get like dry and canned goods." And I'm like, "Whatever." That's me too. I'm like, get the sparkling water. And meanwhile, and then, I'm like, yeah. why do I have stomach problems? Acid reflux. And then the best part of my, and then I went back and to I went back when like it shit was hitting the fan like no masks mm. yet but like I think it was like March Friday March 13th Friday the 13th and the West Hollywood Trader Joe's where you and I had our last run-in um yeah. it was funny because the shell the dry goods shelves were barren save for the Wisconsin mac and cheese because the beautiful Adonises of West Hollywood re- would rather die than eat mac and cheese and I'm just like scooping it in my cart so I'm dead I actually kind of remember you telling me that which is so so funny and wait I almost said you're from Wisconsin you're from Nebraska right I'm from Nebraska yeah you were also talking about weren't you like driving home because of it no I don't I didn't go home I I don't know I think you were thinking about driving home I don't think, I mean, uh, when it seemed like apocalypse vibes, like, yeah. you know, and ma- and the infrastructure was going to collapse, yeah. maybe, but no, yeah, I, I I've never happened. driven home. That I think you be... were thinking about it. Or you could be confusing me with Emma Tyler, who did drive home. Like, she no, went on a road trip. No, 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 no. I remember this conversation, like, way too well, because it felt like one of the last ones I was telling you that... Well, I didn't know if I could go home because of flights. And you're like, yeah, flights are like getting fucked up. Like I might drive. I'm just thinking about, but I think you were joking. You're like, I'm just going to get in a car and drive. To yeah. Now, you're definitely I'm, joking now that I think Well, I mean, this. I wound up like, I mean, yeah, we don't have to talk at length about COVID as it is. Um, Just a haunting, haunting time. Haunting. But um, 
I like when you live, I lived alone and yeah, mm-hmm. it was like kind of like I, it's why well, you were probably one of my last in-person, I'm not even kidding, like a handful of in-person interactions. No, me like, too. Okay. Like other than the people I was hanging out with, because my roommate at the time, um, her parents lived in somewhere in California, right? That she was able to drive to and chill there. So I was effectively living alone. So other than seeing a handful of friends, like my friends, Abel, Sadie, whatever, um, Jessica, shout out to all of you guys, COVID squad, uh, strong, but other than them, yeah, you were one of my last interactions for like weeks other than like, the really desperate, sad, like grocery runs you do and everyone would be like, Oh, this is weird. We hate this. Yeah. God. Anyways. Oh, moving on. Cause fuck that. I know. Shit. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, I'm getting the scaries, the COVID scaries. Um, Wait, so you're from Nebraska and you moved to LA because you were screenwriting. So we were talking a little before we started about how this is like a great uh, opportunity for you to kind of recharge your juices. Does that mean you're writing something right now? Yeah. So I, um, yeah, I technically like my job, it's crazy to say it. Like I, my job is writing. Like it is, it's all I do. I was, and I did the assistant thing. I mm-hmm. moved out to LA right after college. Who were you, you know, assistant I, I, for? Um, I worked for a producer at Sony for about a year. Okay. And then I hopped over to Sony TV to the comedy development department. And I was there for awesome. three and a half years. And they, I mean, I shout out to them. They're amazing. And they, at the, you know, end of my three and a half years, they, this isn't not like, because so basically, like I was a development assistant, mm-hmm. and the track I is in development. Like I worked in development. Let me like pedal that back or whatever the fuck. I did an internship in development. I think it's really interesting. Um, I was at Good Universe, but that's that's so cool that you actually like properly did it. Yeah. No. Um. No. Yeah. And so yeah, you're familiar with like yeah. the world. Um. Yeah. But yeah, so I was on like the studio side of development. And usually like when you're and like you have probably saw like assistant, like when you're assisting in development, Mm -hmm. generally your path is you want to be a producer, you want to be a development executive. But I always knew I wanted to write, but it was first of all, like a stable job with health insurance. And I got to read so much and learn so much, like worked on an amazing team. Um, But yeah, yeah, like I was reading scripts every day. So it actually is super helpful because you're really getting familiar with like the patterns of the type of writing that Sony's interested in picking up, you know? Totally. Um, Yeah. You learn so much. You're exposed to so much. And like, I like to compare it to like, I was like a nurse in the operating room and now I'm a patient because like, I know how, like, I have an understanding of how the like inner workings of the business work but yeah that's but so I wanted... helpful though like you're joking yeah. about it which I got because it's so easy to be like self-deprecating especially when you like start to make it in something that feels like a dream or fall off far off or is creative but you that's so awesome and that's such a cool approach to take oh, because yeah. it means yeah. you can see and understand both sides of it which I'm sure really works to your advantage like, oh yeah. Ooh, no, yeah. I, I, I am not, I'm not joking about it. I seriously, I, I, when people move to LA and they're like, what do I do? Like, I want to yeah. write. I'm like, 
you know, like you can do the thing of like a part-time job in writing. Like I would just go full, like be an assistant and like learn on the inside and like be a corporate girly. Um, but yeah, so I was, I was an assistant there for three and a half years and then they gave me a blind script deal to work on my own project with them. So I, which was a, what they did was amazing because normally, like I was saying, like you're fostering talent to be promoted to executives and they, they saw, they were like, you know, we should, we should do the same thing with writers. Like what, like why, like, you know, God willing, our current assistant is successful. Like we want to be a part of their career, et cetera. So they gave me a script deal. So I could, I was an act of true love and like selflessness for my boss in that he was like, we're giving you your script deal, which is like amazing. And he's like, and he's like, you all, you can't work here anymore because it's a conflict of interest to be an assistant and have a script deal with the same company. that's so amazing. So are you still close with him? It sounds like yeah, he's a we live, mentor. Yes, he's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was a really, really great boss. Um, are you allowed he, to say his name? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I'll say, his name is Glenn Edelman. I mean, I'm speaking You're saying very, great things. Yeah, I know. No, but he was, he was really, really wonderful. And yeah, so I basically all of a sudden two years ago, like got my dream. Like I got paid to write and, you know, I went, I kind of like, you know, but going from the corporate assistant world where I'd been for five years, like working, like, you know, morning, noon and night to like being in like make your own hours writerville. It was like a shock. And then basically over the past two years, I have just kind of like gotten various projects in development with various like production companies and studios. And like, my job is just like pushing them forward every day. So what That's I'm working amazing. on right now, yeah, that I'm working on a high school reunion movie and a revision of it. That sounds amazing. And it's yeah. a comedy, I assume. Yes, it is a comedy. And so are you, did you conceptualize it or are you helping write it or are you pushing it to development? Like what's your exact job on this piece? I'm writing it. So basically You're fully writing it? You came up with this? Yeah. Holy shit, this is amazing. And like alone or with people? Like what? Sorry, I'm so. (laughs) Yeah, no. So I work with um, basically like how development on a writer's side works Mm -hmm. is that you, you know, have an idea and you bring it to, you either write the script on your own and then Mm -hmm. try to attach a producer and then try to sell it. Or you bring just an idea. Which is what I've heard of mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Or you just bring an idea to Uh a a producer and be like, Hey, do you want to work on this together? And then the producer gets a hand in chasing it. So yeah, I'm working with, I, I'm working with a production company on that one and they're like helping me shape it but yeah that's so fucking awesome and i'm so yeah. excited for you what yeah. like stage of it are you still in the writing stage have you you know gotten any of the cast together like how oh is my god no, no no it's like early it's early, early, early. early. like Got you it. you write these scripts like mm. i mean my i'm very lucky that i have a very with it mom who yeah. gets entered like she like listens to entertainment weekly she like she uh. gets it and she I feel like your tells- mom would be really cool because you kind of have oh, like a blast. don't take this in a bad way, but you kind of have like mom energy. Like you've like fun, silly maternal vibes. I don't know if that makes sense at all. Where I'm no, like, I love would that. have a really cool mom. I don't know if I that love- no, I love that. I yeah. do have a very cool mom. 
Yeah, I felt that. And basically, yeah, I'm I'm just a mind reader and I got that from I mind, love it. So. No, I my, <laughs> but my mom has said she's she said to me before like yeah. You know, you write these first of all like people are reading thousands of scripts a day like, you know, throughout this town and, you know, <laughs> you She's still in Nebraska too. She is in Nebraska. She's um, like, she's, let me tell you about Hollywood. Oh, no, no. She didn't say that. But she, or she said oh, okay, this. Okay, okay, yeah. She said this, which is that, like, you know, people will write scripts and they won't be touched for 10 years. Like, they're in development for 10 years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they go. It's just, like, a total crapshoot. So, yeah, I just, I kind of write just for, like, I don't, I, I, I don't let myself think as far as them being produced. I don't know if that's me being realistic. But yeah, I just like, I'm just thinking, I, I listened to a podcast with Grady Berwick once yeah, and she talked about writing amazing. Little Women Yeah. and she was writing Little Women and she was like, I didn't know if this was ever going to be produced. So I wanted it. I don't, I don't mean to quote Greta Gerwig incorrectly, but Please she said something do. to the effect of like, <laughs> I didn't know if this was ever going to get made made or like if, if this was going to go. So I wanted it to be like, just really well written on the page. And I love mm-hmm. that approach to like writing. Just like to yeah. it, it'd probably be a fun read, but yeah, God will maybe it'll get made in ten years. I don't know. I'm it'll sure get made it will. in a year. And if it does, I would like to audition, ma'am. <laughs> you absolutely can. I, I'm putting it on the record on the podcast that I don't have to be cast, but I do have to get an audition. Absolutely. And yeah. Down. Anyways, because it I, that sounds great, and you're so talented and funny. The concept's amazing. Um. And I think that's, I mean, not to get like very podcastery with it or whatever, but I think that's not just a great approach to like writing in the world and shit show sometimes that Hollywood is, but also just to life, like do something because you enjoy it. And obviously there are real life considerations that you have taken into account and have, you know, set yourself up for success with having, you know, worked at Sony and stuff. But that being said, especially when you've done that hard work, why not just enjoy where you're at and enjoy the process itself and learn from it instead of putting this crazy pressure on it and trying to force the timing? Because like, that's life. Like timing is up in the air and you just kind of have to like fucking go with it and ride the wave, you know? Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Like, and it's a good reminder because I get bogged down. We're like, I think it is the most universal thing in the women, in the women, in the world, especially, especially especially for for women, women. especially for women to like put insane amounts of pressure on yourself. And like, Mm. I, I mean, that's the biggest source of my blocks and my procrastination is I'm sitting there and being like, this is dumb. This is bad. But it's like, yeah, once you like, once you get in a groove and remember like, this is fun and you do it for like, like the joy shows through your work. If that makes sense. I don't know. No, I'm I'm speaking as though I have had a prolific career. This is, uh, but this, this reunion movie is the first a feature I've ever written and I'm technically writing three so I'm like okay we're like okay wait. but that's massive so many people are gonna hear this and be so jealous and I think it's good to congratulate yourself for where you're at and like that's fucking awesome it's a great concept um but I get what you're talking about with like the pressure and it's hard sometimes because it's like this double-edged sword of doing something creative and something that you're really passionate about. And that's like your baby is like, you're so lucky to do it, but it's also still a job and it's still something 
that, you know, is high stakes for you because you care so much and it's yours and you want to be perfect. So like for you, it's probably like reading your writing ad nauseum. For me, sometimes it's like listening to myself ad nauseum. Mm -hmm. For sure. It's like a mixture of like gratitude and like taking the pressure off. Like it's fun. Exactly. And that's, that's the recipe for success if you ask me. So that's awesome that you're in that place. I'm so, so happy for you. Last thing I want to ask you before we get into like the quarter life stuff is, um, are you doing stand up at all? I do. I do do stand up. I actually, I host a stand up show once a month. Oh, yes. It's super Wait. fun. With Mike Liebenson. Mike Liebenson, who is my legal husband. Um, yes. I, I literally, I'm thinking about the fact, I, I, never mind. I was going to say, in my, in my reunion movie, I've named a character after him. And so I'm all, Shut I always, up. I do I when I see, cause it's like, yeah, such a choice to name a character, Mike Liebenson. It's just like, it's, naming characters is always so weird Hard, because it's like, yeah. I, I, I this is why I it takes I take forever to write things because I'm like stare I'm like deleting like Greta like Brenda. Anyway, cut that, yeah. Cammy. I'm a disgrace. Um, I, <laughs> Cammy is now Cammy is now my BFF as well. Um, Cammy is now in the chat. Cammy has entered the chat. Cammy has entered. We love you, the chat. Mike and I host a monthly show at El Cid in LA. It's lightly the first Monday of every month, but it'll like our, our December show is like the 13th, but yeah, it's really, it's really fun. Like, and I, you know, I don't know the the course cause I think you talk about specific things on this podcast in terms of like your twenties, but like meeting Mike was so pivotal for me, like in yeah. my career. You know what? We're going to start quarter life poems. We're just going to sneak it in there real cute. And I'm going to ask the question, um, what was a pivotal moment or experience that you had in your 20s? Gorgeous. Well, this goes hand. There were many, but meeting Mike was one of them in that. So Mike and I met because he went to high school with actually someone who was on the Queen's Tears. Um, and. Caroline Reedy. Oh yes, 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 yes. I knew that. Um, because we met a few times, and that was like one of the connections. He also went to um another great theater school, Michigan. He went right? to Syracuse with like everyone. Oh shit, he went to Syracuse. I knew it was one of the like you know big ones. Um, yeah, but that's awesome. Um, yeah, but we met because he had gone to one of. Caroline and by virtue my improv shows and then you know we were at a classic improv after party if Ooh, you'll recall to get rowdy, oh, to get yes. rowdy. it was crazy yes. the creme de la creme was there wait um, guys I want to take one second and say for people who have listened this far who are not in the comedy world um these people are big fucking deals like I just want to I know you like probably will hate this but like a lot of Northwestern, Syracuse, Michigan alums have like gone to be on SNL and stuff. So this is like, oh god, yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. So this is kind of like a, you know, I would imagine I wasn't at the after party, but it's like <laughs> imagine small scale SNL after party, like oh smaller scale, god, like more beginnings. <laughs> no, but I'm trying to give the the light people an idea. Yes, the white people. I shouldn't call you white people. I'm sorry. I love you all. The what people? 
I said the lay people, like the lay the men. Lay, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, the yes. non, the non picture, comedy. Picture the Algonquin Round Table. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> interior. Um, anyway, Dead. Mike and I met at an improv after party, and I was a year older than him. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm thinking of moving to LA after I graduate." Um, and then I did end up moving to LA. I'm working that first assistant job for a producer. Um, I am an idiot at it because I'd never been an assistant before or been a responsible adult before. And no one talks about this, but the first year out of college is a horrible, horrible year. Oh, I um, talk about it. <laughs> it's, it's bad, bad, bad. Talk um, all about it here. Yeah, it's it's tough because you're, I mean, that's part of, obviously this is about your 20s in general. I started in my later 20s, but that's part of the whole, you know, purpose of this podcast is yeah. to kind of give people permission to fuck up and like to realize that you're not especially right out of college you're not gonna have it all figured out and it's a very silly thing we do in society to like kid ourselves to make us think that we no, will have yeah. it figured out totally like, yeah um well yeah it's just like those years those first years out of college like you know being you know in the trenches, like socially, like I was making new friends for the first time. Yeah. Like, since, like I was, in LA, it's like, yeah, new. I was living it's, in a big, yeah. scary new city. Like I was yeah. in the trenches, like as an assistant, I was in the trenches with like, I didn't know who I was or like, mm. you know, I, I kind of vaguely wanted to write, but didn't do it. Um, and you know, we just talk about it, which is like, you know, the, the a writer's Classic favorite thing. pastime. Yeah. Um, yep. but yeah, it's, it's, it was, you know, it's really tough, but looking it's only when you're out of it you can look back at these little moments and be like oh my god like thank god I'm so like, grateful for them yeah, yeah. you learn um, a lot from them even if they're like shitty or confusing or random yeah. yeah but I I um I met so met Mike at the improv after party mm -hmm. and then was at my first assistant job and I was in the commissary at the salad bar and I look across the salad bar and I see this tall, handsome man and I can't he remember is. his name. He's and really like, tall guys, by the way. He's like, what, six, five? He's like 6,000. He's he, stupid tall. He was, like, he's really tall. You miss him in a bar in LA, He's very tall. He's very that. handsome. Yes. Um, but I was like, Caroline's friend. And he happened to be <laughs> interning on the same lot. Um, uh -huh. interning on the same lot and we got lunch and then a year later he moved out here mm -hmm. and then we kept seeing each other and then you know like I, I, I can't even, he's family at this point like he was uh... like I just I can't imagine an LA or like a me without him and we and he so basically like there was kind of a, a big like a, my a big shift in my 20s happened when I left Sony which was yeah. like because I was being given the keys to the castle like all right that you wanted this you worked you want to write like go write you want to be a yeah. comedian you want to do it like do it and it like I mean I froze I, I fucking froze and I'm still a little frozen I'm still like doing it because it's a lot but Mike you gotta Elsa and let it go <laughs> um gotta, yeah exactly yeah I met my, Mike basically was like we should do you know basically like I I just kind of like you know I got the Sony deal I started I took a stand-up class because that is mm. who I am but you know most people like just go to open mics and try stand-up I take a class because yeah I would you know, hate school taking a class important. stand-up 
Yeah, and then, I can't. I can't imagine yeah. a class in stand up. I did a class in improv. And I think that's important because improv is very collaborative. I feel yeah. like a class in stand up. I guess it depends who's in the class. All these classes depend who's in the class. This class was actually like I would ten it's out of good. ten recommend it. Um, a yeah. woman named Judith Shelton teaches them like in a craft oh, studio in Atwater yeah. Village, and it's like cozy and collaborative and very writing based. She's wonderful, oh, and like I, love I credit her. Like I am navigating my relationship with stand up. I think I kind of do it recreationally. Yeah. Like I lo- basically the pivotal moment was that Mike was like, we are hosting a show together. And I was like, no. And he's like, we are hosting a show together. And I was like, no. And he's like, we are hosting a show together. And I was like, okay, fine. And we started we started our show in 2019 before COVID. It's called our Stepson's Comedy this. Show. Mike and I played two Midwestern woman, women who were married that, yeah. to and divorced from the same man. And so we share a stepson that is biologically neither of ours. And he's an aspiring stand-up comedian so every month we host a show and all the comics are his openers. And then the bit is our stepson, Toby, who's a 33-year-old aspiring Dane Cook. He always gets stage fright and never makes it to the show. And that's Wait, our show. I need to see this. It's this... really fun. And it's, that's like, is that amazing. is really fun. Like Mike and I, like we did our Halloween show. We did a dance to Ghostbusters, but it was stepmothers instead of Ghostbusters. And we're just like too almost 30 year old like you know with bodying an eight count in wigs and yeah it's a blast guys it's fucking hilarious like i laugh out loud just seeing the pictures the backstory makes it so much better it was already good it's really fun because like yeah yeah, it's just fun that it's in character and we've like built this whole world and like i don't know yeah it's fun but we did three before the pandemic and now we're about to have our third after or like, you know, during after, Amazing. but yeah. What is something just a more silly question, um, but that you continue to find difficult about adulting? Um, my thing that I have trouble with adulting mm-hmm. is um, I'm just going to lightly monologue. Okay. So I <laughs> lightly monologue. I'm crying. Something I hate about adulting is that, I go through so many clothes and so many dishes and I'm like, am I hosting an army barrack? Like what the fuck is this? And it's just me. I live alone. Like I literally am like motion to dress like a sim and wear one outfit. Like we, I can't keep doing fucking laundry. I just can't do it. I'm done with this life. That's one. Go ahead. Wait, can I ask you a quick question? I'm sorry. I keep throwing you off the Capricorn news. Like shut the fuck up. I'm literally Um, like Caitlin. I'm like, yeah, you're like, dude, stop. But you're just, No, I love it. No, this is you, this is this is what we give each other. You're this is what we you're give teaching, each other. You're teaching me to go with flow. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying. Um, but I'm also trying to yeah, let you stay on your point. But but do, okay, so I know you and Emma are friends now. Were you friends in college? Because you're so similar in some ways. Like things we, you we, say, like the sim comment, like I could hear that coming out of her mouth. You oh, know? Yeah. Yeah. Emma is Emma is one of those people where, yes, we were friends in college. Mm. Emma is one of those people where I have never met someone more on my level pop culturally. Like yeah, my mom. Guys who, are very, you think in similar ways, like especially my, from a pop culture. She, she's extremely funny. My mom, so my mom and I love to play yeah. the Ellen DeGeneres game heads up with superstars, yeah, which is just up. like, Fun stuff. but superstars deck. So like the very mm. like, you know, niche pop culture reference, it gets pretty niche. 
And my mom and I, like when we do it, it is like watching Olympic athletes pole vault. And I've (laughs) never, I've never been able to do that with anyone else. And one time, I think it was like one of the first weeks that Emma moved to LA, we were like Mm. in a, in an Uber on the way to a bar. And it was like, you know, classic LA 75 minute fucking Ubers. I think we were going to the friend. Um, Classic. Love it. Back in the day. Um, Yeah. I miss And then we were in an Uber and we played heads up together. And I was like, holy shit, Emma. She is good. She's really. No, we are very, we're similar beasts. She's high level, like pop culture. Like she has, she knows stuff. Like she could. I mean, listen to her episode after this one, if you guys want, like, it's a great one as well, but she could go, like, she could write a dissertation on, like, John Mulaney. Um, she can write a dissertation about so many things. So many Emma things. and I recently, so Emma and I recently uh, watched, we have a, a similar um, fascination with the e-program, The Girls Next Door, if you'll recall. <laughs> so does TikTok, though. We watched it. We watch yeah. it on YouTube. Like, we watch yeah. old episodes on YouTube. <laughs> oh, my God. I do that with uh, The Simple Life. Classic. It's very I have not... calming to me. Yeah, it's so very calming. wholesome. Um, but, yeah. Uh, adulting. Yeah. Yes, are... we'll bring then... you back. Okay, so you were saying that, and I thought about Emma Tyler because... Because dressed like a sim. Yes, sim. Dressing, so many and... outfits. And then the other adulting thing is I, I, I mean, I guess this, I don't know if this is part of adulting, but like dating is awful and that's, no, that's that's definitely part of adulting. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's really hard. I mean, I've said this ad nauseum on the podcast, but I think dating in LA just is absolute shit. (laughs) It's not great. It's not great. It's not great. And that's all I have. And this isn't, to say, I mean, you're probably more on track than I was. I just, I went through a breakup and then was like trying to date these hot guys who were so self-obsessed. And then the Venice guys were just broy and also self-obsessed. And then the pandemic happened. I was like, I already want to move back to New York, sayonara. So to be fair, I didn't give it like a great go, so to speak. That being said, like, and there are so many funny, talented people. I feel like you almost have to look in the right parts of the city. Like, I feel like maybe, like, the comedy adjacent guys. I know comedians for men, straight comedians, have, like, quite a rap of their own. So I don't know about that. But, like, people who are writing or in development who are, like, not so big-headed could be cool. It's just, it's really hard to find them. And L.A. is very spread out as a city geographically. So it's just... It's difficult. Like, there's always a reason, I feel like, in L.A., if you're meeting on an app or something, that you could ditch. You know? Like, oh, there's traffic on the 405. It's so much easier to bail because it's so spread out. I think my... Yeah, dating is just hard because... Well, it's hard, but it's also getting easier because my relationship Mm. to it is changing. Like, basically, in in my early 20s, I was like really not dating at all. I had the apps, like I kind of half-assed yeah. it, really wasn't trying, had kind of like a situationship during COVID and Ooh. then wound up and which like on it and like, you know, caught feelings and did not, it did not end well. 
but it really like lit a fire under my ass of like oh right like we just survived like I do want this yeah I do want this and then so like you know the semi post-covid time of like you know cases are going down we're all vaccinated like you know really dated like a crazy person I don't call um, men I date my roster I call them my Farmville crops um like the Facebook game where I'm like kind of because they you know Incredible. they grow it, they grow at different times I probably will make a TikTok about this so already um they grow at different times <laughs> don't steal it purposes, it's here we have it different here, yeah. yields um yeah but yeah like I kind of dated like a crazy person but I kind of didn't date it, like I, I I I didn't know so I like learned and I realized like we as women, and this is something I learned from TikTok, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but I think it's an amazing mindset. You can to learn have. a lot of good shit from oh TikTok. Oh my God. Yes, so you much. Can. Yeah. Um, but the idea of an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset. Oh my God. Think, I learned about yeah. that from podcasts. It's huge. It's such a game changer for like, please explain it. Yes. If you think, if you think, I mean, like, let's say, well, let's use dating, but it can be applied to anything. Like, if you think with a scarcity mindset in dating, you like, oh my God, there's no one out there, blah, 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 blah. You're fucked. And you're also probably going to entertain shitty behavior thinking like that's as good as it gets. Like if you think it's an abundance mindset. But you're not only are you going to entertain shitty behavior, you're also going to give out a shitty energy. Like you're going to attract the wrong people. You're energetically going to be negative. Like that's why I actually, as someone who used to have this on my hinge profile or my dating profile, whatever app you use, whatever. Um, I always tell people they should take this off since I've like worked on myself and heard about abundance mindsets, etc. I used to have that joke that like everyone, their mom has now on hinge where it's like, um, what's like, what's your least favorite thing about right now? That's not the prompts, but something like that. It's yeah. like, oh, well, the fact that I have to be on Hinge or, you know, whatever. It's like, yeah, people make those kinds of like, ah, oh, we're on this together. It fucking sucks jokes, but they're actually just such a buzzkill and they're not that funny. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. totally. It's like, and the idea, yeah, 100%. And I mean, I mm-hmm. can go through the 1000 things on a hinge profile mm. where I'm like, uh, uh, like, and that I, I wouldn't even say like that. If it, it's a well crafted joke about like, I always dreamed I'd meet my wife on hinge, like kind of sarcastically. Yeah, I'm like, that's I'm, true. Like, I'm like, that's kind of funny. But like, if it's, if like, it's a little more highbrow with it. Yeah. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. But yeah, like thinking with a mindset of like, there are so many people out there. And like, you have to think about like, I also just what could talking, happen not what could not and that would like, be yeah about right this. yeah exactly and I don't yeah I don't know and I'm still figuring it out like I I'm kind of taking a pause on dating for like a couple weeks just because it feels like it's winter everyone is truly going down into their bunkers a lot of people are dragging down the people they've cuffed with them. And I'm like, I'm going back in the bunker alone and it's fine. I've done this for 28 years. And now 20, there were a couple of years where I had someone in the winter <laughs> bunker with me, yes. but I'm like, I'm like, okay, let's hit the ground running with like fresh intentions in the Nueva Anjo. Anyway, but yeah, dating yes. is interesting. No, I totally get that. And I think that's good advice to the listeners and the audience as well, because um, I do think that, forcing dating or going on dates when you're not feeling it isn't good. And like, 
if your body is telling you or your, you know, subconscious is telling you, your gut's telling you, whatever, that you need like a reset, then you should totally take one. Yeah. I don't know about Los Angeles, but New York, shit was fucking crazy from like literally early summer up through Halloween. So I think a lot of people, yes, are like bunkering down or like, whew, I need a minute. Like coming up for air, if you will. (laughs) Like from Yeah. yeah, I think that we like I think we had a really after you know the year we had, we had a very bingy summer. Like, you know, yeah. yeah. And and it was really, you know, it's and I yeah. I, I saw I saw like someone say once that like we're all just gonna be like universally hungover in the fall from like that energy and I yeah I couldn't agree right. yeah and I, I you know it there was a time when like if I was in a funk or if I was in like a bad mood I'd be like all right like let's go on five hinge dates and have a fun of ton of like crazy stories to tell like blah 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 but yeah. like, I'm I'm in the space of like let's chill for a second I'm feeling very hibernate I'm I have my fucking Christmas tree up like a great a psycho it is November 10th <laughs> like I am bunkering down I am taking care of my skin like let's you know it, no yeah, it's you're dead. gonna cuff them up when you're ready and that's the beauty of cuffing season it's also cold as fuck and if you're not in the mood you don't have to do it if you just like are in the mood to cuff you can cuff if you're in the mood to drink hot apple cider and sing Christmas carols you can do that too it's it's a lawless lawless game really uh, is it better in New York have you found are you dating anyone um so am I dating anyone uh it's so funny because while you're talking about it, I was like ooh, do I want to talk about what I'm doing and I get nervous about, I don't know if you get this way at all but I get nervous about like jinxing things when yep. I talk about them yep. does that make sense Every so let's time. just say I'll talk about it with you after but on air I don't want to jinx something that may be percolating if you sure, sure 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 yeah. I have jinxed every like <laughs> genuine I you know any ounce yeah. of excitement I show it's game over it's game over like I'm I like, swear to god it. there's something in the universe it's like oh you want to get excited about that person tell Too four bad. of your friends yeah. well haha jokes on you bitch I'm like I know no, you can meet them you can meet again. them at the wedding at this rate like it's literally fun. I'm like but well what I will say about this guy without giving any other uh details about him which was very funny and actually very um I don't know like reassuring to me <laughs> was we basically spent a few days together um in a row and the second day we were in central park and for you know my listeners know but if any of your amazing fans hello amazing fans of Anne, uh are listening or people who are new to the podcast i grew up in new york and on the upper west side which is where my parents still are so basically we were like drinking ciders in the park um whatever it was like a really nice day the day before the marathon in new york here so this past saturday and um i like had to pee and whatever and like just wanted to like regroup for a second so i was like oh let's just like pop in to my parents apartment he was like oh okay and we go in and he gets in the door and he goes wait where are your parents i'm like what i'm like you thought i'd my parents aren't here. Like, 
like they're in their house upstate, which they essentially live in since COVID. Like you think I'm going to just like bring in and meet the parents day two, like, but he was so down for it. He's like, yeah, I, don't yeah. Know. I thought your dad, you showed me a video of your dad being funny. He's like, I thought it'd be cool to meet him. I was like, yeah, okay. That's, that's, that's a cool a, response. Yeah. I think that's such an attractive quality. And that's me something too. I'm realizing I'm looking for, which is someone yeah. who's game and someone who goes yeah, to flow. Just someone who's a yes man and who doesn't yeah. like make shit weird. Like, yeah. I, I think it's a testament to him, like regardless of what happens that like, I don't know that I said that and didn't even realize that he for a second was like, holy shit, I'm meeting your parents. Like he made it so not weird that I was the confused one, you know, like when, yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. I mean, I literally like uh, hooked. It's interesting because like in all of these, even if you go on one date with them, 10 Mm. dates with them, you hook up with a stranger once, like, all we're there's doing no is like, rhyme or reason well All we're is, gathering yeah you're gathering data about like what you're looking for like i literally totally. just hooked up with someone one night and like like who we did not live in the same place but there was a quality in him where i was like oh Ooh, i like, like i really like yeah. this thing about you in totally. a non-sexual way where i was like oh i hope to find that in someone else yeah no i mean it's it's so true um I, I also, I feel like I bring up Alana, my friend, and then Amy Chan in every episode, but my Amy Chan episode is one of my favorites because she's basically like, she has a scientific approach to breakups and love and romance. And she's just fucking brilliant and intelligent. And she literally has scientific data that states that what you're saying is true, you know, like that, Yes, it's all about like sharpening your picker skills, she calls them, which is like you figuring out how to become better at identifying what you actually want and not what you think you should want or what you've had in the past. And that's just such a important part of being in your 20s. And I can't emphasize that enough. Yeah. So that's awesome that you're doing that. What are some things you're looking for in case we have any cute male listeners living in L.A.? Um, I don't know. Well, I mean, I do. I kind of do know. I am yeah, very let's be open. Honest. Capricorn. <laughs> I am. I'm. I'm very open when it comes to like what someone does as a career. Like, I think in my mind, like because I'm creative, it would be nice to be with someone who's maybe not creative. So it's not too I creative. I always think that too. Like but, I want yeah. someone who's appreciative of creative stuff or maybe funny on their own still makes yeah. me laugh. But, and this isn't to say I would write someone off who's like that, but I like the idea of someone being like my foil a bit where it's like, they like watching me shine and they can like contribute, but they maybe do something a bit more grounding or normal totally. or, you know, totally. I think that's, that's our right. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm open in that regard. Someone, and regardless of what they do, like driven, someone who's funny, someone who like wants, I, this is weirdly so important to me because like my friends or my family, I've always been the girl, like, even if I've had a boyfriend, like I was waking up at 6am to go back to my apartment so I could make it for like the brunch we were doing. Like I, I want someone who wants to be around my friends who like is a friend of my friends because my friends Mm. are my family. Um, 
Yeah, that yeah. I mean, I'm 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 tightening the algorithm. I'm figuring it yes, out. Yes, you're tightening the algorithm. Wow, I love that. You should yeah. also make a TikTok on tightening the algorithm. I know. I maybe I will. I also have an idea. I also have like an. I think that dating, like dating a kind of guy, is like getting a vaccine in a way. Like going through like a specific <laughs> kind of like dating a narcissist. Yeah. Like you're like sick. That was awful, but now I'm immune yes. to that. Like now oh I know. Oh my god. Well, if you're smart, you girls, ladies, men. Uh, other whatever you identify as like you do have to be careful still like you should be immune to it if you're drinking smart bitch juice but if you're drinking dumb bitch juice no I'm kidding I well much that. like uh, much like COVID you're te- you know you can still get COVID and have the vaccine yeah there's still a small percent chance so you still have to be careful I know yeah gotta be vid. wow that is vigilant. a good parallel I fucking love that and thank you so much. This has been fucking awesome. I love all the twists and turns it's taken. I love I feel it like too. You've, been... really, you've taught me to like, I love a sharp left turn. <laughs> yeah, I'm just throwing shit at you, you know, like giving you a real comic, like, I love it. let's see what she can handle, you I know? I love it. I'm like, oh, otter? Um, I'm still like, looking oh. at my answer of otter and I'll think about it for the rest of my life. You know what? The otters are very happy to... Uh, be seen by you and to have that representation. It's all about representation in Hollywood these days. So on that note, um, where can the listeners find you, follow you, everything? You can follow me on Twitter at Anne underscore Sundell. You can follow me on Instagram at underscore Anne Sundell, at Anne underscore Sundell. And you can follow me on TikTok at Anne Sundell, no underscore. And if you see my tweet on my TikTok, I stole it from myself. And that's all. Yes. And mic drop. And as always, you can follow me at CKNY1213 and at WTF Sup Pod. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share the episode with a friend. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.